Who knows more about music than us? The device is a black podcast playing all genres with a sprinkle pop culture and a shit ton of food. If you're not from DC, you probably don't know what size you And it's from Another episode of this fucking show. <laughs> you always started like that. Because I'll be stressed pre-hit record. And then they give, all right, well, this is going to go downhill from here. We ain't even do nothing. Mm. Come on, we. We do have a special guest in the building. <laughs> do. So, listen, y'all. Muse tells y'all all the time about how this podcast was supposed to be five people <laughs> in the group chat. And the other three paid his request. I was a true friend. And I said, I'm going to support Muse's endeavor. But we were able to scam one person from the chat on. And now we have a second member of the R&B Scalarzas, okay. better known as Andre Michael. Ooh. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. <laughs> <laughs> be so mad when Roxanne would say Andre Michael. He gets, like, peak aggravated. And it is my favorite thing ever. <laughs> Roxanne loves that Andre Michael and the Royale. <laughs> and she's not even from a place where people talk weird. So it's like, girl. <laughs> or the, leg- bad. the legendary <laughs> royal owned by Coach K. The dog. A fun fact. Yeah, I had I that was a little known black history fact that blessed my soul last month. Mm, HBCU baddie. Like okay. all of us. So that's how we know each other. Shout out to the AUC. Right. The Clark Atlanta Panthers and the Morehouse Tigers. Okay. The <laughs> <laughs> Tigra. Where are they at? A brand. What happened okay. to them? Well, same thing that happened to all of the dolls. We stopped wearing polos. No, I'm not talking about the brand. I'm talking about the singer, the singer dolls, like the little stud, the little white uh, skinny stud group, La Tigra. And the one joint had the mustache. You don't remember that? I'm- I vaguely remember them stuff. Vaguely. New York, New York. That's some New York. Yeah, that's deep New York. Mm-hmm. Before or probably after my time, children, I got in New York and got out. <laughs> Mike said, that's y'all. That's <laughs> <laughs> it. My swan song ended well before everybody else's. Happy everyone's moving. Sorry, Corey. <laughs> Well, anywho, Dre, do you want to introduce yourself formally and professionally? Yes, absolutely. I'm so happy to be here with y'all. I love y'all so much. I am Andre Michael. (laughs) (laughs) I am a friend to Mike and Steph. I am a lover of music. We have a beautiful R&B chat that we've had for decades, for centuries. It's literally why I know who Muse is. (laughs) <laughs> oh, weird. We cut up in that chat on a daily. Um, but yeah, I'm 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 a music head, but I'm also fashion children by trade. <laughs> Been in the fashion and retail space for a decade plus. Um, and I'm just happy to be here. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so is it time for music with the news? Oh my God. <laughs> Why do we always 
I fall out at that every time because we each have a segment and Stephanie be introducing mine. <laughs> and I never do mine. So no. <laughs> Ooh, the show is ghetto. <laughs> Let's chat news from the Muse perspective. I can't be in 7,000 places at once. So America at large, America has a problem. Who's going to all of these tours? Are the schedules okay? Like, it's rent due. Like, what is it? I'm saying in um, our group chat that we got together with Muse that um, all the artists is broke. That's why they going on tour. <laughs> he said the girls are broke and the stadiums had a Black Friday sale. <laughs> <laughs> Raw is actually a nutcase. I'm starting to side with him, though, because <laughs> Janet, Jill, Scissors, Ari. Ari wore DC out. Four shows. Another club. Bus. Train station. Like. <laughs> another club. Another club. The no DC. shade. Um, the Brian Dom is going on tour. When he said that, I thought that was a joke. No, she's going to be doing a city winery tour. Wait, Karen Huger? Hello? Lady Hugh. Yes. Oh. Sheila E doing City Winery. Shante Moore doing City Winery. They is booking City Winery out in 23. Me and Ron going to see Tidra Moses. Like, her, her show the day before Scissors. <laughs> we got tickets to go see Mac Ayers together in D.C. Ooh, going to see Mac Ayers. The list is listing. We thought we had a lot of content. We got already tickets, right? Do finally. I had to do something strange for a little piece of change to get them damn tickets. Okay. And everyone announced at the same time. Same like, time. That's the part that's messing me. Like everyone announced in the same like two weeks. And it's, it's just like, okay, well, I guess I'm just not going to eat for. <laughs> <laughs> From now to then. Right. <laughs> like, fuck Christmas. Fuck my drag. It's giving oodles in. <laughs> like, and then Beyonce still hasn't, still hasn't announced yet. So. Beyonce hasn't done anything that I want her to do yet, so... We'll get to that later. Yeah, I just don't know from a live, love, laugh perspective what I'm going to do as far as going to all of these shows. I'm sure that schedule conflicts are going to happen, and I have to be ready and accounted for for Rihanna and Beyonce. So... (laughs) you think Rihanna's going to go on tour? Rihanna is the wild card because we really don't know what that lady about to do. We don't know. She could do Super Bowl and just pay us. No. I think that's what's going to happen. I think that there will be a riot from here to Barbados if that happens. <laughs> like, it don't have to be right after, but within the next couple months after that February show, some a single has to come out. I think a single should come out before the Super Bowl, but we're running out of time. She right. wants to show us a picture of that baby and say, there I go. <laughs> it's, it's gonna give that Lala meme holding her phone up. Here, here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's it. Well, yeah, I don't know. Do we have priority on people? I have to see Janet. Well, you know, for me, the priority is Janet. But you already bought your Janet, right? Um, I, I, I have two Janet tickets already. New York, oh. New York, and LA is dragging their feet. And I also hate Hollywood Bowl, like parking, logistics. So I'm going in Orange County the night before. <laughs> Better seats, um, a little cheaper, uh, 45 minutes outside of LA. So I'm doing that. Janet is my priority. 
with traffic, child, that might be an hour 45. But anything for Jan, Doll was in like Rhode Island, so you could see the first Jan, the first stop on the Jan tour. So I put nothing past him. I mean, another thing about Andre, he is the Janet of the chance. So like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why, I, I went to I went to Vancouver in 2008 for opening night of the Rock With You tour. So I'm I'm I'm, I'm the kind of carrying on that stuff we're talking about. <laughs> Dre is Gil, actually. <laughs> I'm the one leaning up against the 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 door of the venue, like, oh, that sounds like if. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, <wait. laughs> Y'all said that's the way love goes. <laughs> I'm not doing this with y'all. So, oh, and then Usher is coming back too in March. Damn. And I have to go see that too. Like, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm gonna get Janet. I'm pretty sure I missed out on Jill, but I've seen her plenty of times before. And why is this like 23rd anniversary tour? It's just weird. Like, that is weird. Why are they marketing it that way? I don't know. It's strange. Everybody is being so scared. Like, <laughs> chill out. Y'all don't even have no new music out. Just touring the tour. New Edition just came back out talking about they going on a nostalgia tour. With um, Aaron Hall and, and Guy. I'm like, Lord. Keep sweating that thing, too. They just, they just like, like, at this point, it's giving, like, legacy. Like, we don't we don't need nothing. We just going to go hit these steps on the stage. Aaron Hall and Guy is a little, like, ooh, y'all celebrating R. Kelly or? You know what? <laughs> I mean... Doll came out with an album that we can't talk about or listen to. So maybe they said we'll tour in the name of. I don't, I just don't get it. <laughs> As we get silent. <laughs> you know, everybody be shutting up when that name Aura come up. He yeah, I don't want it. it. Let me not get the cast canceled. Yeah, uh-uh. Yeah, I don't know what to do about the tours. I'm gonna skip down to Puff Daddy because I have thoughts. Oh my God. That's a walking scandal. Janira ass was cracking me up in the group chat the other day talking about the only thing that matters in a harem is hierarchy. <laughs> That's funny. Then the same day in our group chat, y'all brought a good point up earlier about him never taking up for a woman publicly and then Carisha came along. Ever. So if y'all don't know, hmm. TMZ, Carisha, and us all found out at the same time that. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all gotta let me get through the news. This is the news with the news. <laughs> Andre lost it. <laughs> we all found out in Unison uh, a couple days ago that Diddy has this alleged baby on the way. That's as far as my eyes can see. I, I don't care. So I don't know any more than that. I was going to bring it to y'all because y'all been going off about it in the group chat. Had the baby. They found the doll. She is some Asian lady, some brown-skinned Asian lady. Oh, Looks like the brown-skinned Asian lady that was cutting up earlier this year behind Puffy, but it's not the same brown-skinned Asian lady. Mm. And apparently the baby was born in October. A Libra. <laughs> oh, God. Tina. But apparently he's also dating some Young Instagram girl who's very yeah. pretty. Her laps are too wide, but it's 2022, isn't everybody? I was about to say, aren't they all? Yeah. <laughs> I haven't been keeping up with the Joneses as far as Diddy Combs is concerned. He's starting to get on my nerves. 
And Carisha and him obviously have this like understanding and he just be doing whatever he wants to and it's sloppy. But is it? <laughs> I think he's spiraling. Like everything about what's going on is giving. I am spiraling. I miss Kim. Midlife crisis. I miss Kim. But the lip, the alley was down there saying, do you really miss Kim? Because you was dogging her out and beating her up. The violent allegations have come to the forefront. Allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah. yeah. But you know, men always be like, oh, that was the love of my life. But be like, you know, you know what it gives. I want to go back to the whole puppy thing and like the speaking out for Carisha. Oh, yeah. You know for a fact, and this has confirmed, now confirmed it, that she be cussing his ass out and be like, you need to say something. Yeah. 1,000%. Or, nigga, what the fuck you think you're doing? Or she is that like that with him. And I think that's partly why he like drags her around everywhere because he probably not used to, first of all, for sure, he's not used to being with nobody that has, since J-Lo, that don't need him for nothing. Mm-hmm. Agreed. He's always with somebody that need him for something. And he's on his old man, I'm with young girls vibe, but she a young girl, but she got grown responsibility. She got two kids. She got a lot of money. And everybody wants Carisha to be sad. Would I be sad if this man is giving me 90K a month to go shopping? He has put me in positions to be even wealthier. Like I was telling Muse today, she's going to be on grownish now. Like, let's talk about it. She's on BMF. She's in that new Kenya Bears Netflix movie. You think she cares? Famous. That man flying her all over the world. Do you think she cares? Stop playing with Carisha. Like she's some like baby mama on the shade room crying. Like, but I think we're in this era where like the rapper baby mom is like the sad one tweeting crazy, looking crazy. But this is not that. No. And I think their relationship is set up so that this couldn't be like that. Right. Carisha is doing fine. <laughs> and also, Dre, you don't follow her, so you probably don't remember. But remember, like a year ago, she had tweeted all these different nicknames of men. And one of them was Poppy, but it was like four or five other nicknames. So I want to talk about that. And Santana was like, oh, but I like these three. And she like, he like said the names or whatever who he liked. So it's like, she also not sitting around being lame. She got niggas. Period. <laughs> Literally. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is just not the situation that people are trying to make it out to be. And I think people want to see her so down bad. Obviously, her honestly, her and JT, like people feel varying ways about the city girls and they want them to be down bad looking crazy. But I honestly think they're always in the driver's seat of what's going on. Yeah. Always. Love that. Girl power, women empowerment, all the things that Beyonce be singing about. <laughs> Run the world, girls. But don't do herself. Ooh. Okay, Nicholas. <laughs> Listen, because Beyonce always about a man, and don't nobody think nothing else about it. She take him everywhere she go. That's why the videos ain't out because he want to be in them. All right. All right. I'm gonna get mad every time she come up from here till visuals. <laughs> so you were saying somebody else was spiraling before you start spiraling. Before I start spiraling and I turn into Diddy, now I'm the doggone villain. Um, <laughs> what's going on with Aubrey Graham? Like, that is my king. But, ooh, he about to be a jester, like, in the court. I don't get it. Why is he 
hanging from the coattails of every girl rapper that comes out, every new girl singer that got a song that seemed like she might be vulnerable, he could come swoop in. Like, at this point, you're a op. I wouldn't trust him if I was anybody in the industry because of that one Megan line. Like, that's all it takes. Are y'all not scared he's scouting for Nikki? You up in Glorilla face and her snaps and her videos and Instagram story. Run, Gloria, hallelujah. Back away from the lover boy. Back away. That man, back away. I just I don't like that. It makes him look strange. But he's been he was doing that with the male rappers and nobody thought anything of it. Like no. anytime a new male rapper comes out, he's like all up under them. He's getting the tattoo of the crew that they're in. Like <laughs> you don't you didn't remember that? Yes, and he still does it faithfully to athletes. That meme yeah. that I seen of him and um LeBron laughing like me and you. Back up. <laughs> like he's just He's a loser, and I really am glad that people are starting to see the light. I saw the light early, and I wasn't being. It was just like, wow, I hate to see my king go out this way, and I can't be attached to it. So I had to let my crush go. I feel like for so long, like, it kind of masked the corny, and Mm -hmm. now now we're, like, getting into where people are just like, do we really need this? Do we really need another project? And people are starting to kind of see who he is. And it's sad to me. Muse the only one still listening to the music. I keep trying to tell Stephanie <laughs> that I'm not, but I mean, I possibly am. It's okay if you are. I, I mean, I see people posting on Instagram that they're driving around listening to the joint project with him and 21 Savage still. I still listen to songs from Certified Lover Boy. I was bumping views the other day, but I am usually in the minority. I'm very but what I'm saying is he doesn't dominate. Remember when Drake used to dominate? Like Drake would come out and like nothing else mattered. Mm-hmm. Come on. Drake don't Drake put out three albums, and even with the singles that did well, they didn't shut the world down like how Drake previously used to shut the world down. Yeah. Do you think it's too many back to back? Do you think like it's the frequency of it is just like we don't even have time to let it breathe? I think it's too many, and I feel like the projects are kind of like half bait. Mm. Like yeah. they don't feel like like the dance album. Drake has done dance tracks before, and I don't feel like even the songs that I do like on there match up to Control. you know his dancey songs or his tropical songs. Like none of it, you know. So. I think that he's like at his most toxic and his most delusional. It's a Scorpio thing. We will talk about scissors at length, but it's annoying coming from him because you already were borderline that. And now it's like, you're owning it. And that's not cute. He's leaning in and it's like sad. Cause it's like, how much more pretentious can you be? And you can't dress. Oh my God. I almost choked on my rice. I mean, we can, we can go there on his taste level if we if we really want to. It's I was okay. just, let's go there. I was I, just trying to keep it to the the dick riding and the music, but if we want to go to the lack of taste, we could also talk about that as well. Which is, I mean, in the words of Kamala D. Harris, my VP, I think we can have that conversation. <laughs> <laughs> he 
he's late. It's crazy that he is so late. <laughs> you should be able to dress by now at the very least, but you got bobos in your head. And yeah, what's up with the hair he's been doing lately? This ab action, the body work, the face work. The face work is actually chef's kiss. I'm sorry, Drake is fine now. No, no, the face work is good. It's up there with Michaela Cole and um, No Shade. K. Michelle face is good. I don't care what nobody say. I like K. Michelle current face. Correct, correct. <laughs> Elsa Scaparelli. I'm not playing with y'all. Kay Michelle's liquid facelift is off the charts. Like she, she looks nicer than she ever. Had allegedly. 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 But no, the facial work is good. The body work is whatever. Because the tattoos are so bad that you can't really enjoy the body work. But yeah. I feel like I don't know. It's just me. But if y'all have noticed. Every time Rihanna has made a stride in the realm of Rakim, something crazy has happened. <laughs> Not the trickle-down effect. Connect no, the dots, when, they, when she started walking around with him in L.A., that's when it all started. Connect then the dots. once she announced that pregnancy and had that baby, that like, the, like he's in the worst he's ever been. And it's because of that baby whose name we don't know that we'll probably never see because Rihanna is like, that baby is more Rachel's with my mind. I'm telling you, out there with majesty. It keeps getting worse. And I think it's Rihanna's fault. I mean, he's definitely in a Rihanna spiral. And I don't think we're talking about it enough. <laughs> <laughs> and no, you know when she got that tattoo covered, he lost it. Lost it. Lisa lost it, baby. Because he got two Rihanna tattoos. He got that matching one, and he got her face. And she paid it and put a banshee crown on top. <laughs> <laughs> Rihanna is ghetto, and we don't talk about that enough. <laughs> oh, she is iconic. He's going to be messed up for, for life over that. Mm-hmm. I mean, because think about it, the baby mom, the beef with Pusher, like a lot has happened to him. Serena getting her billionaire. Listen. Because him, he really was trying to lock Serena in. And Serena's the only one that actually, I feel, fed into the bullshit with him. Because every other girl was like, I'm just here for my Birkin, baby. Like, like Drake actually looked crazy coming at him for that. I, I I, that was so weird to me. And he still has yet to come out and say anything about the Megan line, and I still don't like it. Well, when Mama stopped looking good at court and she finally win this case and Tory Lane just get deported, I want her to go off on Drake. Put Megan's courthouse Bob in the, the Black History Museum in D.C. <laughs> Litigation hair. I love it. Maybe she Kellen, looked great. Helen ate that. A black angel in purple. And you know, black people love a royal purple child. It was given Women's Day. <laughs> we, we wearing purple for majesty and royalty because we, we, are, we are more than conquerors in Christ. <laughs> oh my God. You know, that's what they give. Look, no shade. Beth gonna see that and ask you for it. <laughs> Man, where can I get a bad purple pantsuit? <laughs> I can hear now, child. Oh, my God. 
I would say bye, Bev, but I stand. So, hey, Bev. <laughs> right. Ah. Drake has lost it. Prayers to the family. And that's something. You're like a 40-year-old with a son. Like, when does it end? <laughs> Apparently, you don't. Have you met Jay-Z? Oh. I know that's a lot of people's kings, but. He's been very quiet. <laughs> not, not you cleared, not you cleared the room. <laughs> it was like a hush came over the crowd, day, baby. Because yeah. <laughs> Pop Pop is 75. Talk about he ain't know it wasn't okay to cheat. <laughs> we say that on every episode. We're not gonna let him live that down. No. Hmm. But I mean, also in the life of the podcast. We were featured on Midnight R&B. Was. Trey came. Trey was in the room. We cut up in them comments. Maybe the comments were. Okay, wait. <laughs> comments really tried it. If y'all don't know what we're talking about, Steph and I did a versus battle. I had to represent Brandy's B7 and she had to represent Jaguar by Victoria Monet. Great oh, album. Midnight R&B edition run by our doll Chastity. Love her. A good time. Legendary Louisiana, a.k.a. List the credits, doll. <laughs> <laughs> a night in the Lord. It was such a good time. A lot of gems were dropped because y'all know we stand Brandy and Toria Monet. And I think that, like, the way that Stephanie explained how fun, sexy, flirty, that girl-ish Victoria Monet's music is was spot on because... She's the only one that really does that, and it gets recepted by everybody. Received. I agree. So I thought that was good. Of course, I went off about Brandy because don't nobody sing better than her. Yeah. The Brandy stands in the comments were hilarious. Oh um, one thing I love about stars, we're going to get Brandy together. Have and to. Wanna, I feel like stars are one of the only few stand groups that keep their faith honest. And I thank y'all for that because you could be a barb. That's a lot of room clearing going on. Wow. That one took me by storm. <laughs> like, how it does it feel? My storm is funny. <laughs> how does it feel to be a barb? Ooh, I would hate that. <laughs> Wouldn't know a thing. Wouldn't know a thing. The girls have grits for brains. I'd be over it. <laughs> Ricky Dicky Grandma. Good night. <laughs> When Stephanie couldn't get the Joan right, and she was like, freaky, um, geeky girl. <laughs> the song is not called that. She was like, oh, no, super freaky, geeky girl. I feel Whatever, like, it's late. Right, Nikki big and stupid. Um, I'm nervous, because she's she's been so quiet since the Grammy nominations. Mm-hmm. You know how, like, someone is so, like, erratic and crazy that like if they don't do anything you're just like oh what what they about like you just like you have to like stand still because mm -hmm. if you make certain movements they might go off like that's how i feel about onika right now like what is she about to do i'm so nervous it reminds me of when donald trump was president don't let okay. them be quiet slavery might be enlisted again like you just never know <laughs> child don't let him shut up i I don't want to talk about Nikki, y'all. <laughs> we don't have to. Next. Right. This is supposed to technically be our anniversary episode, but we're going to go off because Andre in the room. So who are we starting with on our list of anniversaries? 
Should we do five? What is this? Should we do um five year and work up, or should we do twenty five and work down? Five and go up. Okay. So, like you said, this is normally our anniversary episode, but we wanted to talk to Dre because me and Dre had talked offline, and we want to bring that to the kids. So. Mm-hmm. You know, this is usually our three-hour episode, so we're going to try to do these anniversaries in 15 minutes. <laughs> we'll try. So we're going to do it a little different this year. We're going to say the year, and we're going to list out the albums, and then we'll talk as a group about the albums as a group instead of spending 30 minutes per Tanashi song. Right. Per <laughs> okay. 2017, we are celebrating that some, a few. This isn't all, obviously. R&B albums that turned five this year. Sabrina Claudio, About Time. Breezy, Heartbreak on a Full Moon. Her Subtitle. Mary, Strength of a Woman. Kalani, Sweet Sexy Savage. Daniel Caesar, Freudian. SZA, Control. Janae, Trip, And the most important album of 2017, Mila J, Dopamine. <laughs> <laughs> Most important, shut up. Y'all know as a cast, we wore that album out. Yeah, the group chat was in stitches for decades. Like yeah, still. Love, like like on our way to the borderline, we were still like on dopamine. Doped up. Well, we had to readjust because we was on dopamine at the borderline. <laughs> what an album. Ooh. What a good year for music. Yeah. Steph, that list is insane. Crazy. Crazy. And I want to say that was a good year for Daniel Caesar because that was his first big project. And he had that bomb song with Mary J. Blige on Strength of a Woman, Telling the Truth, with Kate Trinata. If you never heard it, pause and go listen. And then come back. Don't get on my nerves. Right. And yeah, come back. DeBrandon was also on Strength of a Woman. What DeBrandon not on? True. If Mary is there, he wants something. Well, if anybody's on, <laughs> you right. Uh, is DeBrandon like R&B Lala? Like he <laughs> low key knows everyone. He knows low everyone. Key. He's on everyone's project. He gonna get a Grammy plus like every year. He's on everyone's project. Shay Kool Aid enough. <laughs> so Dre said a picture today of Shay Kool Aid. He said the lucky is day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a great DM. I'm, 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 <laughs> <laughs> wow. They not the same person. You never seen them in the same room. But one thing I will say is that I love Strength of a Woman album because this is Mary working with a lot of young people. So, like, um, she had Jasmine on there, Camper on there, um, Money Long wrote, uh, I think, one of the chess favorite songs, It's Me. Um, mm-hmm. She had Quavius on Glow Up with Jasmine singing background. Um, who else was on this project that was young? Oh, like we said, um, Daniel Caesar, Kate Trinata. Uh, what was it? What's, Bad, bad, not good. Has some production on the album, and um, just to let everybody know, the Brandon, aka Lucky Day, he wrote, um, he wrote on Love Yourself, and he wrote You Plus Me, Corey's favorite song. Listen, wow, a love lesson. <laughs> Listen, and like he's paid between <laughs> You Plus Me and Good Morning Gorgeous, that child support is run up till she's twenty eight. <laughs> wow, not ten years post. Wow. I'm just saying. Oh my god. Like, I, I love Strength of a Woman, a very underrated album. We hear that I'm really like beautifully A and R too. Shout out to A and R Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> they know, 
I feel like that was that it was, I feel like Mary has like tried to kind of swerve in a younger lane before and it like sometimes works on, but like this was the first one was like, oh, okay. It sounds like her updated for today. Yes. Mm -hmm. I think that people needed that album for her just to make sure she could do it. Yeah, for sure. Um, Sabrina Claudio, like Baby. her first official album, No Skips. I was about to start yelling. About time was a problem. Yeah. yeah. Frozen? Was she performing that live? Wow. Time will be what? Frozen for who? Us. Wow. <laughs> and then Steph's favorite album of the past since I know her. Heartbreak on a fucking full moon. Listen, shout out to Janae from Overrose Podcast. Because if you know anything about Janae, she is a breezy saying Heartbreak on a full moon is her cut. Okay. Every time it rain in LA, Janae gonna be like, listening to Heartbreak on a Full Moon. <laughs> <laughs> Every single time. That is funny. Oh my God. But I mean, that album was the initial, I'm gonna put 3,000 songs on an album album of his. I made my own playlist because I couldn't, like with some of those Justin Bieber leftovers, but <laughs> it is one of my favorite albums of his. Like, wow. Shout out to Corey and High End. <laughs> if I'd never hear High End ever again in my life, I would have heard it enough. But I do want to circle back, hashtag circle back to, I feel like this is when Muse, you really started like editing the albums. Had to because the girls started to go crazy, and I was and like, I exclusively listen to your edit. Like, I don't, I've never even tapped on the actual album. I feel like I go straight <laughs> to yours, like a nice, like 14 track, nice, mm -hmm. digestible project. Like, if you want to give a bonus, you can add maybe five more songs to make it 19, but 33, you tried it. It's a lot. What's I'm some of y'all favorite songs from Heartbreak on a Full Moon for people who are like, child? Right. I think the people be probably over us talking about Chris Brown, but it's our show. Period. <laughs> I have, I'm not going to run through my entire list, but. but who like, what's like your like top five? Ooh. So, I really liked Everybody Knows. Ooh. Oh my God. Yeah, that was a good one. That man was screaming on that song. I, I randomly really liked Handle It too. Heartbreak on a Full Moon as a title track. I think that is my favorite song on the album. Same. For sure. For sure. Is Chris Brown at his most R&B, like traditional song with like his upbeat spirit. I really like that one. To My Bed, the whole like sit to everybody knows to To My Bed to hope you do to this ain't, period. Baby, listen, a sweet, okay? A sweet. Yeah. And Corey that also loves Sip. Sometimes he'll just text me and say Sip. What is wrong with him? I love him so much for being nuts. like, y'all. This album has 45 songs on it. Yeah. Remember, remember he then did a Christmas reissue. Yep. And added even more, more songs. I thought, you're right. Chris That's is crazy. And don't leave the studio. No, like it's 800 songs on his phone right now just ready to be sent to <laughs> like always ready to release the album no matter what he's doing glad he's well looking healthy yeah i also <laughs> want to shout out nowhere other niggas tough love mm, covering you grass is greener i mean grass ain't greener 
Express Angry Day. What an album. Yeah. Then Chris did that. And um, I was okay, so I'm passing the mic to y'all. So, like, where everybody was with Scissor Control is where I was with Kalani Sweet Sexy Savage. Like, to me, she used to say that was like her worst album. I don't like this album. Da da da. She just came to her senses this year and was like, actually, I snapped. <laughs> Sexy Savage was so good to me. I feel like, you know, everybody says control is like a coming of age, yada yada. And I feel Sweet Sexy Savage did the same thing, but what made the album top control to me was that she also played with different sounds and different genres on one album, and it all made sense. Like, sometimes it's, like, jarring when you go from, like, a dance pop record to, like, a ballad, but she was able to, like, sequence it, and then it tells the story in a way that it all, like, goes really, really well together. So I'm glad she's finally given Miss SSF her life because I love the album. Yeah, Stephanie was standing, and I was in a control chokehold that she did not care. Mm -mm. <laughs> it just wasn't age appropriate. I was too old to be resonating. I don't disagree with that. Like, if you would have liked control, I would have. I mean, because SZA's music makes me concerned, even though I really like her. So if you would have been like, ooh, I get it, I would have been like, do you? <laughs> even though I do like Broken Clocks. Like, there are certain songs that I like. Like, I like Broken Clocks. Okay. Um, Arden is probably one of my favorite SZA songs ever. Wavy. Uh, oh, yeah, say it like that is pretty. Mm -hmm. See, my thing in real time, I and during that time, I feel like I chose Kehlani over SZA because Kehlani's project just had like just a knock to it. Her voice is fire. Like she is, I guess, traditionally what I like, like vocal stacks, like to Steph's point, like shifting genres, but it all sat well on the album. And I came to control a little later because it was like half knocks, like wavy and broken clocks and like doves in the wind. And the other was like kind of this new wavy kind of like hipster girl thing she was kind of trying to do. And it didn't really have a knock to it, but like I came around to it. So I feel like Kehlani for me was sort of where I went first. And Scissor was like the slower burn. I don't know, y'all. Oh, burn slow. That was a hit. Shout out to Ro James. Ooh, where's he at? For several reasons. I... Okay. We Sexy Savage is an album. It is not my favorite Kehlani album. I do not revisit that album. I revisit Control really? when I revisit Sweet Sexy Savage, yes. Really? Mm. I feel like not used to it alone is really the <laughs> Like She was talking her shit on not used to it. I don't know. It's like an OG Kehlani doll from EP days. It was a good departure in that I could tell that there was growth, but it was so much other stuff going on that actually resonated with me a little bit more that I just didn't give it the attention that it deserved. Mm -hmm. what you, what's your favorite Kalani, Blue? Yeah, Blue kind of took me by. Ooh. Yeah, Blue Water Row is definitely her best. I, I would say in terms of how, it sounds expensive. Like Sweet Sexy Savage sound like a first album. I still yeah. love it. It's, mm. it's personally my favorite but Blue Water Road is her best. Right, I agree. And I think that knowing her music previous, because you know, Sweet Sexy Savage is when a lot of people met Kehlani. Mm -hmm. right. well, we, you should be here, children. Right, so thinking of like songs like The Way, Ugh. the one that she sampled, Genuine, like I was just like, I like those songs better than what's on this album. So I'm just gonna go listen to Scissors. <laughs> That's literally what happened. But Kehlani is my all in general. And leave her alone, everybody on tour. 
Leave her alone. She's never going to give us a concert again, thanks to y'all. This is the worst tour on earth. Okay. Year 10. So this is the album. Again, y'all going to be cussing us out. Y'all forgot. Y'all forgot. We're trying to not have a 10-hour show. So the year 2012 gave us Frank Ocean, Channel Orange, Brandy, 211, Weekend, The Trilogy, Leanne LaHavis, Is Your Love Big Enough, Rihanna, Unapologetic, Solange, True, SWV, I Missed Us, and Miguel, Kaleidoscope Dream. Oh, my God. What a collection. The 2000 was 12. (laughs) (laughs) Alyss. Oh, my God. I don't even, I kind of don't know where to start. Yeah. I feel like getting unapologetic and trilogy in the same year is nothing but God's grace. All praise to Christ Jesus. <laughs> like those albums, I just I mean, trilogy is the best collection of weekend music. I don't care about anything that's going on right now. Still. Wouldn't know a thing. Never heard nothing past. Oh, I heard take my breath in CBS, but <laughs> Over than that, who? Yeah. It's given Thursday or else. And I can love you girl. Wow, you're not wrong. What a time. This is like when Tumblr was like still having her her, her last leg. Come on, my last last. <laughs> concert just I was never a Frank girl, but I love that we all try era and everybody's on we all try covers. Oh, that's right. So, oh my God, we all try. Mm. Channel Orange is not blonde to me, but I feel like that's blasphemy to say as a person who loves music because everybody swears by Channel Orange. It was was great. Like, I love Pala Jones. I like Fertilizer. I love Bad Religion. Like, I like all of the songs, but Blonde specifically for me did something else. Mm. Mm. Totally different. Mm. Eleven. We talked about that at length with Chastity. The album. Two Eleven. I can't even. That's I can't. People, people be treating Two Eleven like humans sometimes, and I don't like it. Yeah, that's not right. It's not fair. It's not right, and it's not okay. Come on, bit. <laughs> but you know what? I say that as someone who was that person. Like, Ooh. I think. So let let me, I got I feel like I got delivered because I'm always gonna be like a ah. never say never full moon aphrodisiac brandy like that's my three p, but two eleven was a really great project to like take her out of like nineties and two thousands and like firmly plant listen I like human too but people obviously felt a way they felt about it but two eleven was like br- like brandy like mm-hmm. she like she was back yeah right. And I think it had a lot of the experimental spirit of a full moon and an aphrodisiac, but it sounded current for that time, as opposed to her reaching back in the bags of those albums. There is music that doesn't get talked about enough on fucking 211. I'm sorry. Wish Your Love Away alone could have freed the slaves. You're 100% right. Like, the lyric, remember when you told me I was pretty alone? (laughs) Do you remember? Like, does he know? Does he know? I need everyone to pay homage. I feel like Brandy was the first R&B girly on a Mike Will Made It track. Listen, 
Listen. We don't talk about it without without that Brandy track. We don't get Body Party. We don't get Kelly Rowland and those great songs he did for her. Like it was Brandy first. Get that lady her props. Yeah, because like outside of rappers, he was exclusively working with like Rihanna. <laughs> and that's it. And that's it. The only song that you can find of Rihanna's on Instagram right now, if you want to put that shit in your story, is a Mike Will Made track because he put it on his compilation. Right. Other than that, she said, Apple, no. No. <laughs> yeah, Brandy. Um, and then also, like, our real, well, our official introduction into Leanne LaHavis, as you know, we all love her to death on this cast. Her song from that album, um, Tease Me, is still my favorite Leanne LaHavis song. Like, the fact Mama said, y'all know we lyric children. <laughs> I hate the way you tease me. I am not lonely. I'm all right. Okay. But you sure don't make it easy to show my hand and say goodnight. <laughs> I knew you was going to say goodnight like that and lay me out. Bye. I mean, that's what she said. Ugh. You sure don't make it easy. Because, you know, you be like, Nina, be like, all right, bye. But he be like, all right, bye. Look, the hand be like, going this way, what it need to be. As an introduction to Leanne LaHavis, this album is perfect. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, cinema. It's just like very pretty uh, music that transports you to another place, another time, in a good way. Lost and found, elusive thing. Music. <laughs> music. Also, this is a turning point for Solange, which who came out. Wow. Lovers in the fucking parking lot. Listen, we certain time in the shapes when you love me. Hello? <laughs> I revisited True the other day, and I was like, yo, like, I really feel like, um, what's it? Please, is it called Please Don't Let Me Fall? Is that the real name of the song? You know I'm black, and I just say what the chorus is. <laughs> oh my God, let me go to this playlist. All right, let me make sure it's the... um. But I um like revisit and I was like, yo, I didn't, it's so I well, I, okay. Let's go in trouble is always my favorite from their project. Always, always, always. But I revisited and I was like, actually, don't let me down. Is my I song. was waiting for someone. Like, yeah, don't, let me, down. don't let me down. Please don't. Please. Like, she just like the bridge just kept piling up, piling like that is that is probably one of her best songs, like top three. Yeah, no, seriously. Don't let me down. It's crazy. I I feel like it's weird to say if you've never heard this because everybody has heard fucking true. A lot of people, right. a lot of people, y'all know how I feel about the people who moved to Brooklyn and they get tried try to have this give and they was from like the middle of nowhere, North Carolina. True was the album that birthed those girls. It like, really did. It, it really did. The mixing. The girls all yapped them terms and tracks out. Mm-hmm. And we it, also can't talk about True unless we talk about them visuals, too. Right. That Losing You video was a culture. Air in South Africa out. Yeah, that was a cultural reset. It really was. That song still puts me in a place. Like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't listen to Losing You. I love that song so much, but I just press play for what? To cry? No. <laughs> <laughs> not big on emotion. Mm-mm. <laughs> Did did that award also SWB? I miss us now. I know this is probably where um Muse gets off the bus. About to leave the chat, and I am right here present. <laughs> Listen, because Cosign 
is how you bring it back. Because I know, listen, people don't want new music from like legacy acts like that. I don't know who was involved, but I, it was a really nice way for them to come back and it didn't like feel old, right. but it felt it appropriate. It didn't. The top songs are, and let me know if I'm wrong, Dre, Cosign, Everything Check. I Love, Check. Time to Go, yep. Better Than I, Oh my God, yes, Show Off, and Keep You Home. I mean, you pretty much nailed it. Okay. They actually sang. Did they sing every, I think they sing Everything I Love on Versus. They sang a song from I Miss Us, like a slow song on Versus. And Coco, I mean, not Coco, Lily L apart down. And that's the other thing about I Miss Us. You got to hear everybody sing. We yeah, it was like their destiny fulfilled. Like, like, <laughs> like they have Versus and Bridges and like everyone sang. You heard everyone. I even feel like in the Versus, they when they did everything I love, they called out. It was like this was from I missed us. I we still love that album. Like they called it out, and I was just like, yeah, because that was a really really great project. And it was Grammy nominated, um, because for their cover of If Only You Knew. So I think this is a really good comeback album for sure. And we'll pass the mic back to you so we can talk about Kaleidoscope Dreams, Miguel. I, I know you miss being here with us on the cast, so welcome <laughs> back, y'all. <laughs> Uh, sorry, the SW and the B. I I like cosine. It's great. Yep. But um, wow. Kaleidoscope Dream. Now, Miguel to me has a perfect discography. All of the EPs, all of the albums. Like he just doesn't do wrong musically. Even if a song that I'm not like, woo, I love this song. It's like. It makes sense for him, and I know that his fans will like it. He feeds his base exactly how he's supposed to do, no matter how experimental he gets. And it is a hit on this album. First of all, Use Me. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> I will cry right now, please. Let's chat. Let's chat. So um, Use Me is probably one of the best male R&B songs to come out in my adult life. Full stop. Yeah. <laughs> Arch and Fucking Point, which was previously on one of his uh, Art Dealer Chic volumes, one through whatever. Where's the fun in forever? Where is it? Where's where's it at? Like, <laughs> have you had fun? <laughs> Do you a cult classic? Like, Miguel, come back to us. Where are you, darling? I'm confused. This was. It's the way that project opens. Like, Adorn into Don't Look Back into Use Me is like. That run of songs is masterful. I like imagine being in Fatty Coup and then coming out with a hit like Adorn. You bring up Fatty Coup, somebody on Twitter literally just posted chills. <laughs> <laughs> One of the best songs I've ever heard in my life. Period. If you don't know what Fatty Coup is, it was a it was kind of like making a band on BET. Miguel, it was like trying to get people to be in this group. Miguel thought she flew above. Um <laughs> he didn't and like stormed out of the group. Good. Solo career was impeccable after. Bye. I mean, yeah, he had a vision. Double concrete on the charts, and Miguel is the doll baby. So, oh. choices made by Miguelita. I have a question, though, for us. I'm scared. So, do we feel like when Frank came with his, like, gay letter on Tumblr and all the stuff with Channel Orange, do you feel like Frank put uh, like a hamper on Miguel's 
trajectory because a lot of people talk about them in the same sentence or particularly around this year because those projects came out in the same year but we all feel like kaleidoscope dreams didn't get up as much attention as channel orange but i personally feel like miguel had the better album do we think frank stole miguel's thunder absolutely we were in that tumblr era where everybody is emo and sad and like i'm lonely or whatever and adorn just doesn't give that like mm -hmm. adorn give we down to the hood bar having our little cocktails in a plastic cup having a good time having fun the girls stopped having fun in when Tumblr came out. So, and it seemed to be a large population of that kind of music listener. And also Miguel got pushed into Urban AC. And you know, that'd be the kiss of death for a young artist. So, yeah. It was, it was exactly that. I think that Miguel felt it coming too, because both of them have been working behind the scenes in the industry for God knows how long. They already had all of this like stuff bubbling up about them in the space. Everybody knew their names behind the scenes. Like it was a thing. So they were obviously in the similar circles and rooms. And I think that Miguel knew what was about to happen in the change of music. And he was like doing interviews saying stuff like, y'all not about to be able to take me basically. So I think that put a bad taste in people's mouth about him, even though he was right. <laughs> he was right. <laughs> he wasn't wrong. Like the doll didn't lie, but. Frank Ocean, yeah, he didn't have to do it that way. But Frank Ocean attaching coming out to that album, it set the new, the new world on fire. I agree. And I, I again, agree. both great albums, but, and I revisit both. But it's just, like Stephanie said, there's a different tone about Channel Orange and the music that was spurred through and from that versus Miguel, who was like, it's not a traditional R&B album by any stretch of the imagination, but it is happier. <laughs> like it's in more likeness to what our parents might've listened to versus what we're stuck with now. Mm. And it's sexy to Steph's point the other night about Victoria Monet, where you know where we are now in the sad era so if someone can push through making like fun flirty in miguel's way that was a fun flirty album mm -hmm. but at that time we were to you guys point i a thousand percent agree like we were in like sad boy sad girl nation yeah we haven't <laughs> quite escaped her just yet just yet <laughs> okay, so 2002, I feel like it's going to lay Dre out. So I'm going to read slowly. So these albums are turning 20 this year. Brandy, Full Moon. Extina, mm. Stripped. Mm -hmm. PLC, 3D. Sweet, Southern Hummingbird. Raphael Sadiq, Instant Vintage. Ashanti, Self-Titled. Solange, Solo Star. A. Marie, All I Have. Music, Just Listen. Floetic. Sorry, Flowetry, Flowetic, India Ari, Voyage to India, and Drew Hill, Drew World Order. We ain't good in 2002. <laughs> Baby, the new was that. How everything you said is an iconic project. Yeah. The early 2000s had us in a fucking headlock. Like, where do you even begin with that list? 
I mean, you may as well start with Brandy Full Moon because the album, sorry. Blueprint. I mean, Stripped is Christina Aguilera's best album to me. Like, this list is insanity game. Like, Loving Me For Me Alone. Oh, my God. Masterclass. Oh, my God. TLC 3D, the girls talking. <laughs> you know, and a lot of people don't, we, we don't talk about that album because Lisa was obviously, she had passed, the Dearly Departed, but she was scaringly involved as they were, you know, whatever. But that was a really good, like, Neptunes, Rodney Jerkins, Raphael Sadiq, Babyface, like, that was a stacked project. Yeah, heavy hitters on there. In Your Arms Tonight should have been a single. Should have led with that, actually. Wow. We give Ashanti the blues, but that self-titled album was no ho. <laughs> I, I ain't heard that since Atlanta days. <laughs> it's some gems on that. She, yeah, it's some gems on there. Scared movies. Movie, yeah, movie. Mm-hmm. The thing about Ashanti was when she first came out, I did not see it. I thought she was so corny. I was just like, oh my God, this girl is so corny. And she, what? she is corny. <laughs> and just like late. But then when I go back in hindsight, first of all, her pin game is crazy. Mm -hmm. And it was like when, uh, not the verses, but me and Roxanne went to go see her and Ja Rule on tour. This is like, I don't know, this happened in 2016. And I was like, wait a minute, Ashanti. You are a hit. Like, you're a walking hit. <laughs> she really fucking is. Remember we gassed up the pacer and went to So Aquarius when we all stopped what we were doing to go just be in earshot of their set? Hit after, hit after hit. Hit after hit after hit. Yeah. yeah. Ashanti is like an artist that you just, if you encapsulate a time, her songs have to be talked about. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. Also, Tweet Southern Hummingbird. Let me tell you. Wow. I got dropped off at Clark Atlanta University in August 2003. And when I tell you, we used to be in that dorm room smoking cigarettes. At night. Not literally, just the song. <laughs> at we night. We wasn't down to the Newport in um, Bumstead Hall. But like, songs like, I wouldn't complain. Beautiful. Like, best friend of mine, Closer Than Close with Bilal. Like, tweet, and this was like uh, during like the neo soul era, but it was something to me very specific about tweet. Like, hers kind of leans, it was neo soul, but lean church in a way that the other girls didn't lean. And I love and that she had that vibe. Tweet, and that I'm telling you what it was with me, obviously, coming out of the whole Tim and Missy world, but. The way that Tweet stacks a vocal and she stacks it like a like a quartet, like if you were in like a acapella church down south, and it is four, it's like just it's very distinct harmony. She's not stacking crazy. It's like and it's so church, and it's so quartet, and it's just like I I never heard anyone like that before. A student of the Clark Sisters, like yeah. The lead single being Oops, Oh My, and that song literally having nothing to do with the rest of the album was fine. <laughs> and nothing at all. Fine with me. Like, I'm the child in the group, so I was in seventh grade, and y'all would have been over me in middle school playing fucking Tweet. 
What do this album even mean to you, seventh grader? <laughs> nah, Tweet definitely like spoke to the heart of the people. I was just like, wow. I was 16 when this album came out. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, what Wait, is this? What are these feelings that I'm feeling? Because I ain't never even been to this place. Like, mm-hmm. she talked about her depression and stuff. I'll be in there crying right along with her. I'm like, oh, you find you get to the gallery shop and buy you pieces from Rainbow. Like, <laughs> but you cannot tell me I was not on the edge. Okay. Lori. <laughs> I remember. Do y'all remember when Missy did her Cribs episode and Tweet was <laughs> sitting by the pool? Uh-huh, just chilling. <laughs> playing a guitar, playing uh, Go to Hell, baby. I'm just like, what? I don't, know what? I don't know who this lady is with this guitar singing about a motel, but <laughs> I see it. Marketing. I wish that they still did stuff like that. Get the people that you got around coming out in the stuff so that we can see what they about to do. She did that on purpose. Mm-hmm. Tweet is everything. Her little finding me on BET, loved it. Yeah, I like that. Um, but speaking of Neo Soul era, so Music Just Listen, that was his second album. Flower Tree was on their first album. And like, I mean, y'all already know where we stand with music. He is the male brandy. We stand, yada, yada. We don't need to reassess. But let's talk about Flower Tree because we never had nobody, mer- like at that time, merge the poetry with the music. Outside of like Love Jones, like you know, oh, you would see yeah. it like on TV, but you never really had an act that did it. And I think they did it in a way that it, at the time, and even now, it don't feel cheesy to me. It didn't feel corny. We have a specific way we look at spoken word. <laughs> as artistic and as great and talented as you have to be in order to actually do that and it be good, they took it another level because there wasn't nothing negative that anybody had to say about the music that they were coming out with. It was crazy. Headache? <laughs> I got a muse. <laughs> <laughs> I got a headache. And it was British, and we never really had, like, British dolls. Like, because we had artists that were British, but there was, like, a... Like, these ain't the Spice Girls. Yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. Right. right. But, like, if I was a bird... Hello, like Mistress, the original butterflies demo, like the original butterflies. I'll try to come back one day. Hey, you. <laughs> that was my album, y'all. I really You're about to start crazy. crying, y'all, about three <laughs> seconds. No, like. Okay. As a wee pup at Duke Ellington School of the Arts, that freshman year, I really thought that I was a music soul child. So when this came, when all of this stuff came out, <laughs> ooh. And so- then we had mother of all of this shit, honestly. Well, Erica is mother, mother, but mother. Voice to India is still Listen. one of the greatest R&B albums of all time. That's why I believe that God is real. Come okay. On. None of this is by chance. Earth, air, water, and fire. Dang, Muse. <laughs> she has so many different colors. Like, I sit outside for hours. Ooh, money long. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> Songs like Talk to Her, Beautiful Surprise, Complicated uh, Melody, The One, Get It Together, Child. Yeah. I'm sick of it. A Libra. The truth, like, 
good man, come on, your baby father in the streets. That's the song right there. <laughs> Listen, I'm doing for the hood joints too. And she gave us singles. She yeah. had songs on this album where she was like, I'm putting out little things. I'm putting out good man. I'm putting like, she put mm. the things out. It was budget behind it. I love that. I love budget. Ooh. And like the way that um the truth like swept the nation. Mm-hmm. Because it is so real. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to the next year. I'm sorry. <laughs> wait, hold on. Uh, wait, we didn't talk hold about Amory. All I have. I'm yeah, saying I got a, I got a beat. I got a week real quick about A Marie. Like that first album. Yeah. Rich B. Harrison. Like Rich it's Harrison. All I have. All like, I have is. That is a perfect album. And it was the introduction to that sound that so many people wanted mm-hmm. right after her that Beyonce kind of gets credit for. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. But so right. Like, like nothing like loving you. Ooh. I just died. I like, just died. I just float the title track. Like and like A Marie still, when you go back to those songs, you feel like a specific season. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Why don't we fall in love will never not make me feel like it's warm outside. And mm-hmm. I need to be walking outside with the shortest short on. Like, uh, <laughs> like like why don't we fall in love is is about to give like although I feel varying ways about how can we talk is just like taking over everything but I feel like people feel the same emotional connection that they feel to like a Tevin can we talk to like why don't we fall in love like every spring mm-hmm. you know what the the, the the give is the sun come out people want to walk outside and I, that song is just legendary forever I would love the opportunity to get tired of why don't we fall in love the way that I'm tired of it. Tevin Tired. Y'all see that video where Tamar was going off and he in the club looking like, he looked like that little boy they they keep making eat corn. (laughs) Drinking straight from the bottle. Like, y'all Straight from the bottle. Like, please. Because Can We Talk was not even, it was a hit at the time, but it was not like this. He has others. Like, can y'all please. I'm ready. I'm an I'm ready girl. I, I, I love always ready. Stuff when we talk, but I was always I'm ready, girl. I'm love- ready and always in my heart. Just like those to me were the jams. I just want the people to know that there are other songs. Yeah, that should be a hey, merch that say that there are other songs. Ooh, 2023, we were giving y'all merch. Yes, our merch. And I guess you can ramp up 20 with the Drew World Order, which has songs like I Should Be Your Boyfriend. Listen. Oh. <laughs> I love this album. <laughs> Drew Hill, like Stephanie go off about Drew Hill at large on this cast, but Drew Hill is probably one of the best male bands that we got. Yeah. And this is when they first had a bajillion niggas in the group. Like right. <laughs> right. This is when like 30 people joined the group and they all sounded good. And at the their um 25th anniversary tour this year. Y'all, Scola, I think that's Scola. When he came out and started doing I Should Be, I'm like, the way that it's 10,000 people on stage right now and all y'all can sing. Like, there's no slouches in Drew Hill. Like, I know people never hear Nokio really sing, but Nokio can baritone so crazy. Like, all their voices are just so good. And I love this album because... It, since it was like five or six people, 
they was already loud and sound like Mississippi Mass before, but I think they was able to add more layers to songs. So like a uh, Men Always Regret and songs like that, they just are like bigger. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They think they Morehouse Glee Club or like the Harlem Boys Choir. Yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely giving male chorus fourth Sundays at church. Like, why, why is it thirty of y'all? Why y'all is it good. thirty? Y'all feel good, but and why is it thirty? Like that, whether it's ten niggas on stage or four, right? And that's and that's the gag of it all. Like, how y'all still loud? <laughs> Tour. Well, one person is seven Nikki Gilberts. Hello. <laughs> Paved the way for the R and B mass choirs. Listen, <laughs> shout out also shout out to the Sororers because you know um, Brownstone is um, <laughs> Brownstone uh, Usher. They pinned Fantasia because they all SG bro. Fantasia just crossed. They was hazing our doll. Shout out to the Sororers is a hashtag. I'm falling <laughs> out. <laughs> no, Fantasia posed all her pictures now doing SG bro hand. I love it. Was that a recent picture of her and Latavia with her hand like that? Yes. Latavia got a new face in every picture. So I was confused. Oh my God. Y'all, it's not COVID. I just laughed while I was swapping. <laughs> Y'all are crazy. Latavia said, bro, in the sky. You know how I feel. Okay. <laughs> her single. Okay. So lastly, we're doing 25. We never got through anniversaries this fast. No, we haven't. I'm proud of us. 1997. Janet, Velvet Rope, <laughs> Badu, Baduism, Mariah, Butterfly, Mary, Share My World, SWV, Release Some Tension, Usher, My Way, Joe, All That I Am, Brian McKnight, Anytime, Jagged Edge, A Jagged Era, John B, Cool Relax, Missy, Super Duper Fly, and the Love Jones soundtrack. <laughs> And the way that's just R&B, because we can't even take so what the rap was doing in 97 and what pop was doing in 97. 97 was, is, is will go as one of the greatest years in American music ever. 97? The fact that you have Butterfly, Usher My Way, Marat, like Janet, like these way. are legendary albums that we regularly talk about present day and they all came out within months of each other it's crazy to me but think about that time and think about how desensitized we were to good music mm. it didn't even hit us that this is what was going on now if this point. was to happen we were probably spontaneously human combust that's, that's a good point <laughs> that's a really good point like it made sense that everybody was going off like this because butterfly share my world velvet rope in my way alone we don't even have to talk about nothing else. But then you also have a jagged era. This is Joe's first hit. All the things your man won't do. That's hey. the album. I'll like, do that for you. Mm, Missy Elliott Super Duper Fly against my window. Beat me 911. Sock it to me. Like swing at us, misdemeanor. I can't. And I think actually I read this somewhere, and I think this is true, that I think Mariah Butterfly and Usher My Way came out on the same day in 97. Oh, please, let me look, because, you know, we will confirm so everybody can fall out. This is a cast of fact. So Butterfly came out September 10th, 97. September 16th was Usher. So the same week. So within within the same week, but same that's week. a lot. That's also, a lot. 
this is when albums used to come out on Tuesday. Right. The old days. Mm-hmm. So I think, that, are those two Tuesdays? Yeah, yeah. So that makes sense. But I mean, I remember playing My Way and like Spice World back to back. Like, you see what type of place I was in at this time. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, like Usher kind of kicked their door in because before this was was the Puffy era. Mm-hmm. So, so this is when we got him as an actual, a real teenager, not like a tween, and was given the Atlanta Dupree vibe. And we got, you make me want to nice and slow in my way, back to back to back to back to back. Like, that is crazy. And then for the concert dolls, he put out that video of bedtime with him on stage. Oh, yeah. Uh, the live album, yes. Mm-hmm. Slow, also, slow jams, the remake with him and Monica. Like, what's wrong? Oh, yes. Uh, it was it was controversy about that song, I remember, because people expected him to do something with Brandy first. Mm. Right. Because he was her boyfriend on Moesha right after this or during this time and then yeah. this came out and they played it on sister sister like a time yeah you was you really used to be able to press like do a lot of press around your projects back then like because you were on the night shows you had a little spot down to that bar on new york undercover you'd be down to the <laughs> a show they never brought it back like they said it was going to and they had fine tony sandman in it Ugh. yeah they did but also, I want to shout out, um, release some tension because I know a lot of R&B Twitter hates that album because they're like, every single song has a rap feature and they hate that. But I love that about that album. I love it. I think they I'm the it. best. Like, the fact that you got Foxy just like kicking in the door on your album, like, please. What time? And the That's Love Jones soundtrack, I mean. Ugh. I used to feel so grown and upper crust listening to that album. Like, what? I, I knew so my 20s were going to be like, they wasn't, but. <laughs> and that's sad because I think we all thought that. Wow. We all thought it was going to give that in our 20s, and it gave, child. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Love Jones had me thinking that I was going to move to New York and live in that exact brownstone with them exact steps in my fucking apartment. Mm-hmm. Yep, didn't happen. I moved to New York. I had seven roommates. Bye. Michael, please. Brian <laughs> um, McKnight, I feel like we got to shout him out too because anytime... The end. <laughs> the Period. end. That- Great and the same thing for Joe. Like people underrate Joe so much, and I'm just like, so to get Joe, John B, and Brian McKnight in the same year, vocal bibles, vocal. Yeah, let let's let's pay some homage to John B. Like that 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 man. Them albums used to hit like. It's- and his, um, his R&B money was very good. So if y'all have not watched his R&B money, tap in. But yeah, so I'm really proud of us. That's like the fastest we've ever done anniversaries. I mm. think though we should take a break. Absolutely. We'll see y'all after the break. Come on, let's take a break. Play a song, Muse. <laughs> I do any and everything you want to. Make your girl say, ooh, ooh. Ooh, ooh. Okay. 
I'm trying to get away from the summer Can I take you there? You're so fine, like right on time Would you mind if I ring your line and take you out in there? Make me blind with the beat behind Let me ride that thing all night and take my time I mean, I have to say that SZA did her big one <laughs> with SOS. Y'all just see me shaking. It's so good. It's Wait, still we good. Have to put that on the IG because you spiral just now. It's fine. It's fine. I might do something. She... Okay, so I, and I have to say, and Steph, she, we we were talking about this offline that when I saw the twenty three tracks, I was a I was nervous for two seconds. But then I remember when Summer put her track list out and it was 20 songs and I was really nervous, but then she actually like killed me with that. So I was like, you know what? I trust his taste level. And I was not wrong. That is a great project. There are 8,009,002 genres on this project, but she... Like it is so cohesive. She has nailed everything. She's in her little like paramour uh Avro bag and she she's rapping. She it's just it's so good. Like it it's like she's such a well-rounded artist, and it's and this project shows you that now. Couldn't have said it better myself. It's so good, y'all. Like it's so good. Scissors is probably the most delusional artist that we have. But I don't want her to change. I don't. It's really good. It's so good. Well, it's not listening to. Um, okay, so SZA has me down bad. Um, I'm also listening to Coco Jones. Um, beautiful EP. Um, like sometimes I hear like Jasmine adjacent, then sometimes she's trying to give us a little like pop R&B bop. So I think she's trying to still find her way inside of R&B. But I feel like it was a really good like intro EP to be like, hey, y'all, this is everything I can do. Right. Mm -hmm. I can give you like a fire, like ICU, super soulful, like right down the middle R&B. I can also give you like something that feels like thought bop, you know, cute girls heading to the club. So it's interesting to watch her kind of figure out who she is. Um, and it's all good to me. 
Um, and then I would say, lastly, I am listening to, you know what, randomly, I spun the block on Money Long. Mm. Uh, I spun the block on Money Long. She was on R&B Money, the latest episode of R&B Money. And I really, really, really enjoyed her episode. And it like made me kind of like reinvested in her again. Mm. And I don't know. I, she's so dope. Like that, that lady writes a song. That lady is a songwriter, right? And her vocal is insane. So it's like, it's been nice to kind of like dive back into her. So yeah, those are my three. The past like three guests we've had on the podcast have all said something about Coco Jones. So I'm really excited about people like receiving her this way. I, uh, I'll just go. I also have been listening to Scissors nonstop. I am stuck on Ghost in the Machine. I am stuck on Snooze. I am stuck on Low. Like, I'm stuck. It's up and it's stuck. Mm-hmm. Come on. It's Ari and Duran stuck. <laughs> Don't forget. <laughs> no, Dre said it perfectly. It's just like, she is in her bag. Like, if you have been a SZA fan from the beginning, there is literally Can something- we say the real beginning? Because most girls start with S. That is not the beginning. That's not the beginning. See, Scissor Run is where I clocked in to Scissors. And more specifically, the Lucy that came after See, Scissor Run, Teen Spirit, is what made me go listen to Oh, C- Teen Spirit is actually where people started with her. Really? Mm. Yeah, Teen Spirit is because then S came out after that. Yeah. Yeah, but I revisited See, Scissor Run before S came to prominence. And I was just like, who the fuck is this girl? You, mm. I always like these girls. Like, I always try to give everybody a chance to listen to them. But it's something about the way that SZA writes that I just be like, yes. You can tell that she has a brain cell. She's smart. Her wordplay is crazy. The songs mean things, even though it don't mean nothing to you. Like, I would I would hope that none of my friends are resonating too heavily with this album. But I still feel what she's saying. And mm-hmm. I like I like that a lot. Um, I've randomly been listening to Smino a lot. His new album is really good. He has a, a couple features by this artist that I need to check out. I can't remember his name right now, but he sounds just like Miguel. And I was like, oh, that ain't Miguel? All right, well, Smino's album is fire. Um, and then I circled the block on Dochi. That fucking colors version of Stressed is a problem, AKA a problem. Ryan, Destiny's new song? I like oh, it a lot. And the video is fire. Like, yeah. It's, it's music is out. I say it at least once a quarter. Music is out. Mm-hmm. So I um so I told Muse he needed to send me the list of the scissor songs that I would like. Mm-hmm. Um, because he knows I have not liked anything after C Scissor Run except for Ice. What was the Ice? What was that song? That was on S Ice something. Let me go. Ice Moon. Oh, a hit. A hit. And um Broken Clocks. So I was like, don't send me. Cause I'm first of all, I was I've been at homecoming again, y'all. I've been <laughs> I've been at homecoming since October. I came home for like four days and went right back away. And I saw Dre mm-hmm. um my last round at homecoming. Um and I just didn't have the time to listen to like 25 songs while I'm like at a wedding and then hiking around with my white friends and drinking beer. So he told me that I might like the following. <laughs> Out of 25 songs, he said I would like three. <laughs> Low, 
snooze and gone girl and wouldn't you know he was correct listen i know my friend muse really knows me well low is one of the greatest songs i've ever heard in my life and so <laughs> y'all that listen to the podcast or who aren't new or who follow me on twitter know i don't like i've never been a sad girl mm-hmm. like i have moments where i have been sad but it never lasted past like a day. Like I haven't even been sad for a full day before in my life. Mm-hmm. And I'm also self-absorbed. So I've never had these like uh, existential crisis. So it's like, I don't have to relate to a song to like it, but I had to also know what you're saying. It's just be a lot of factors that block me from listening to SZA because then I f- figure out what she's saying. And then it's just like, I'm 40. I can't say that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, but um, and I like slutty music. I like whole music. I like music that sound like bad bitch in a strip club, and that's what low gives me. So that's why low is like my favorite. Everybody knows that I love Travis. Anything that sounds like Travis, anything that's a redo of Travis. So I love low. Um, snooze is sweet. Gone girl is sweet. I think they remind me of. Like a time travel undone kind of songs, which mm-hmm. I love from SZA. Mm-hmm. So I will eventually get around to the full album, but right now those three are my dolls. And I'm listening to Dixon 004 Daisy. Mm-hmm. First of all, what better way to open up an album? Like the way he opens the album is so crazy. Um, and then it goes right into the tra- the transition into the song with um Tanashi. Mm. Period. What Beautiful. more can I say? Like Jay Z. See, a day off in heat. I hate that. Like I just started listening to them because I really wanted them to be in my top 100. So I'm about to just bang them joints out to the end of the year so they can get up there. But I love the whole project. Barely, are you really there? Butterfly. The whole project is really, really good. So um, shout out to Dixon. I've been listening to that really heavy. Um, on Scissor Day, the Brandon, he really had a lot of faith in himself because he put out the um deluxe of Candy Drip, which um he's such a scammer because now that he has the deluxe of Candy Drip out, he will still qualify for the Grammys, but for 2024 now, because he can submit the the deluxe, which is what Jasmine did with hotels. So Mm-hmm. One thing I love about the the, the Lucky um, Deluxe is that most of the time when an artist does a Deluxe album, they like um, put the new songs all at the bottom, but he actually intertwined one of the new songs within the the album as it stood, and the where they put it at sequencing genius like it just transitions so perfectly so the song is in between fever and cherry forest and it's just perfect the way it goes in um his song apply pressure one of my twitter faves um if you follow her on twitter it's um tip seven she was saying that i'm trying to she was saying that it gives david david brown 2000 demos when he was like working with neo but i like it i think i think apply pressure is super cute so i really like that song so Shout out to the Brandon. Love the scamming. And of course, I'm listening to Rochelle. <laughs> Me and Trey went to go see Rochelle and Channel Trace a couple days ago in LA when I was in LA for like 18 hours. And <laughs> I just can't stop listening to Rochelle, y'all. Like the more people like are like, we're getting ready for Colella, we're getting ready for Colella, the more I'm like playing Rochelle because I'm just like, 
I don't know if Lella is going to do I what her. I need her to do. And so now she is that our girl, but she doesn't make that sound necessarily. So I've just been binging Rochelle like crazy. Like that album came out 2021 and it's number mm. six on my top 10 on my Apple iTunes year rap. <laughs> 333 is seven, y'all. <laughs> Listen, hearing those Rochelle Jordan records loud in a concert setting was like, I didn't even think I could love them more. She said she did headline herself because I also felt what I was missing both times when I saw her in Philly and LA was her music needs reciprocation from the crowd. And the crowd was supportive and they were like, woo, yeah. But like, you know the energy we felt when we all saw Tanache and the way the crowd was being with Tanache. I feel like when I watched Rochelle's headlining shows in London, it was just like that. And everybody was singing yeah. every word, jumping up and down, like a raid. Ooh. And I need to Thanks. experience her music in that setting. Mm. Yeah, with like thank everyone is a fan. Like you came for yeah. her, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I get that. The people have been talking about Rochelle more heavily than ever before because of this album. So I need more now. Like I'm just like, you need to be super famous because ain't nobody else doing it like that. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Circling back to Lucky just for five seconds. I like that we trust him so much. Like. I didn't get through the deluxe yet because Scissors is not, I'm not playing anything else, I'm sorry. But I I know that I'm gonna like it. I know he's smart enough to intertwine, like you said, and it just be like, that song was probably supposed to go right there anyway. And right, that's the thing, that's how it feels. It feels like that was the original track list. He kinda, he's in a place where he could do no wrong to me, musically. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I like distinction, I like clarity, I'm from DC. <laughs> Yeah. Everybody Look, to me. To me. Music to me. <laughs> and I should add the, the name of the song that he added is These Signs, and it's so good. Mm. I can't oh, wait. and then another thing I forgot, and I forgot. So everybody that loves Candy Drip all hates NWA. <laughs> I think we all hate that song across the board. Well, he did the original version, so the version without Dirk. Because everybody was like, at least take Dirk off. <laughs> it's the Dirk first wasn't good and I love Dirk I think Dirk is always when it comes to his um his features or R&B songs he always pressed it to me but he just mm-hmm. did and he didn't even promote it so it was kind of like alright girl and that's probably why Lucky did that alright girl cause you right. know Doll is vindictive <laughs> also I just want to shout out Corey for spending 3,950 minutes with Summer Walker this year <laughs> I mean, he's crazy. I mean, we all love Summer Down, but no one loved Summer Marjani Walker more than Corey. Marjani, nobody. Oh my God, three thousand nine hundred and fifty minutes. Are you crazy? Yes. But let me not be shady. I listened to two thousand one hundred forty-two minutes of Lucky. So close. 714 minutes of Nashi, 753 minutes of Rochelle. We're all crazy. Wow. Mm-hmm. So, y'all, 
you know, the anniversary episode is always our longest episode. And somehow we were able to push through anniversaries. So what took longer was our actual conversation around the state of women in R&B. And so we decided just to make this little mini so for y'all. So enjoy. Exactly. This time we were able to get through it. So Dre will be back to have a very important discussion on the state of the girl. <laughs> I cannot wait for y'all to hear this shit. That'll be the next one. Bring back our Dre. <laughs> Bring back our Dre. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see y'all next time. A show. Take a hold when you're not here. Ain't a home when you're not here. I'm the groom and you're not here. I'm saying.